Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spiritual Successor Comedy Video Game Design Podcast. We're taking I'm your host, AJ Hart. I'm sorry. Uh, are we? Is this like the sped up episode? Hey, everybody, welcome. I'm Blake Rhea, and uh, this is a comedy podcast where we take your best, beautiful, weirdest, strangest ideas from the internet and turn them into the next AAA video game titles that should not be made. AJ, how the hell are you? We're back. I'm doing. Well, we t- oh, go ahead. You ask me a question, then you keep talking. You know uh, that we're on a delay. You can't do that. <laughs> well, I mean, we're on a little bit better. We're like on a smaller delay. Just just to inform everybody what's going on right now. Uh, since AJ moved, we have been dealing with nothing but like weird internet spotty issues on both of our ends. I just, I, you know, actually, now that I think about it, AJ, since you moved, that's when all of my internet shit started happening so i'm wondering i stole your internet and you, threw you... it in a dumpster <laughs> along my drive <laughs> and so aj and i have been deduced to just talking on the phone like calling each other <laughs> rather yeah, than perhaps, like, perhaps it isn't even that we missed an episode this week perhaps this is the correct episode for the week we never uh. missed one it's just that this is how bad the internet at our reception is is we can't get it up in time oh god Take that audio segment and uh, save that for later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, of course, this is a gag. Blake Rayo, we missed a week last week, which means that we should have had plenty of free time last week to really just stretch our gamer legs and, you know, experience some Vibio games. So what did mm-hmm. you what did you go out and, you know, t- taste palette and sample? That way you had some new current heat to bring to our game design studio. I have been playing uh, two games right now. Um, I have been playing a lot of Sinking City, which is kind of like, think L.A. Noir, but in a Lovecraft universe, and it's open world. Okay, really okay. fucking cool. And Paper Mario, uh, the Origami King. And those are like two just moods on the opposite side of the spectrum of like, hey, this is a game about like really adult topics such as racism and political tension and, and just, you know, just drama. And then it's like, then you have Mario doing a sweet fucking choreographed dance with uh, with Bob-Oms and other Toads and Goombas. And it's just like, oh my God, it's just so joyful. I don't know if you... Have you ever, yeah. You played? know what? No, I'm I'm in kind of a similar spot myself, actually, because the two mm-hmm. games that I kind of went out and taste palated over the week was um, I watched the entire four-hour movie of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> and then I played a shit ton of bug snacks. <laughs> Both of those are... Uh, you know what's so weird? It's like they kind—they're both—they're both games that are pretty fucking out there. <laughs> I don't know Metal Gear, Metal, Metal Gear Solid, except for the part where um, where you have to leave your console on. People. Well, you have to leave there your console on people. for three to, for three days, and then that's no, how no, no, that—that's a—that's a different Metal Gear game. Metal Gear Solid, there was a guy that could read your controller memory and that's... could move your controller all on his own cuz he was super cool and had psychic powers. God, that's so fucking cool actually. <laughs> so wait, so you just watched all the cutscenes for Metal Gear Solid? Yeah, for the first one, yeah. And there's 4 hours of cutscenes in the first one? Yes. The first what? one being like the first 3D Whoa! modeled one, not like the top-down like sprite one, like Metal Gear Solid, the one where that's... you know, Psycho Mantis and Liquid Ocelot and all of them are Bro, that's like a lot of fucking cutscene. What are you sure it was four hours? Yes, like, I'm positive because I watched half of it and almost fell asleep. Yes, yeah, because I'm like I think of like because on my YouTube, uh, based off of my 
search bullshit. Like, I do get, like, those suggestions of, like, hey, here's all the Mass Effect cutscenes, or hey, here's all the Last of Us uh, Part 1 cutscenes. Those things, like, Mass Effect is not a good example, but, like, for things like Last of Us or other single-player, like, shit like that, it's like you only get, like, an hour and a half, maybe two hours of cutscenes. And Metal Gear well, Solid... Here, here's the big reason for that, is because games like Mass Effect and stuff, they were able to put, like all of the needed dialogue would be over gameplay and metal gear, at least like solid comes from a time when like narrative over gameplay, I maybe wasn't as big of a thing. You know what I mean? Like, but even but, then, and, but like that's a lot like a of conversations are game. all, a lot of the conversations are all in like the little codec visual novel thing. And then the uh... other thing is that this game has a shit ton of like actually like shot cinematography base, like framed two shots, wides, close ups, all with their character models that have no animation. Yeah. It's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world, Blake. <laughs> Wait, because like okay. it'll do like slow, it'll do like a dramatic slow zoom in on Snake's model that cannot <laughs> animate his face other than bobbing up and down. And like, Metal Gear, and it's the <laughs> and it's that for four fucking hours. No, I couldn't yeah. do that, dude. Wait, it rules. Wait, 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 what? What year was that made? It was like 1997, right? It was the first Metal Gear. Uh, the Metal Gear Solid. I got yeah. no idea. You want me to Google? Well, I mean, Hold this on. is like, but that's just surprising to me for like a 90s game. Like a 90s game with four hours of cinematics just sounds fucking buck wild. That sounds like a game that should not be made. It's like that's four hours of gameplay you could be having. You know? It, I, uh, but then again, it's Metal Gear. By the side note, it's I'm Metal not a big Gear. Fan of the metal- I'm not a big fan of the Metal Gear series. I you should watch the movie. I think you'd be a big fan of the movie is the thing. Metal yeah? Gear, the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know this. You know our good, good friend, Otacon, the the cool homeboy that's on the phone with Snake all the time? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just discovered why he's named Otacon. Uh, is it a sweet fucking action thing? Absolutely the fuck not. It's short for <laughs> Otaku Convention. <laughs> Wait, is that one of the scenes of the game? Is there yes. like a scene where he's where he's he says like, Do you he want says, to- "Hey, call me Otakon. It's short for Otaku Convention. Otaku's Wait, no, no. like me are cool people that love robots, and that's why I'm a super scientist. <laughs> I built like, a dope like- robot for super defense, not knowing it was going to be used for nuclear missiles. Call me Otakon. Like- I just pissed myself. Snake, you're the coolest man alive." I just, I feel like that's like something I'd find on like the uh, I am very badass Reddit where he's like, you want to, you know, like, you know, like when Vietnam people are like, you want to know how I got my call sign? You want to know how I got my name? And then he just pulls up his wallet and unraveling from his wallet is just a bunch of con pictures where he's getting spanked with like a yaoi paddle (laughs) and just... (laughs) Have I ever told you about a yaoi paddle? (laughs) Yaoi paddle. (laughs) <laughs> he's just, and he just 
All right, AJ, picture this. And don't even get me started on glomping. (laughs) Glomping? Anyway, so glomping was a thing in the early aughts. Anyway, we can't do this. Blake, we missed a week. We have to get to our actual podcast. No, wait. No, 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 no. I have a funny thing. I have a funny thing. There's a reason. There's a reason Snake always keeps fucking Otacon on the phone and rather rather than taking him on missions. Because anytime Otacon sees Snake in person, he fucking gloms him. And it's... And Snake has had enough of it. He is tired of it. He's just like, Otacon, all right, cool, dude. Like, you have your passion. You have your shit that you like. That's cool. Don't fucking touch me. Don't touch me, Otacon. I'm sick of your glomping. It's fucking 2018, Otacon. You just come into Otacon's office and he's just fucking blasting Caro Caro Benito. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just fucking with a Wacom tablet just drawing. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Like, Otacon's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, the thing is that I've now discovered how funny it is to bully Otacon, which means he, that, which means a lot of things. Primarily, it means that he's now one of my, like, now I like him even more because, like, if you give me a fictional character and then say, go on, AJ, you can bully him. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. All right, all right, AJ. So we uh, we just got a call uh, from your favorite gotcha game, Fate Go, right? Uh, yeah. This one comes to us from... Uh, God, hexavexagon.itch.io at hexavexagon. Man, I'm... Game about famous writers, but they're in a noir detective agency and also have superpowers. It This is a real anime, but I'm hoping you don't know the context. It's Bungo Stray Dogs. Fucking don't even try with me. It's Bungo (laughs) Stray Dogs. Okay, imagine that anime doesn't exist. No, no, AJ. Imagine that anime doesn't exist because I know you're really into Fate Go. We just got... We just got hired to make the next. What are they called in in the fate? The strands or the cycles? Like because they're belts? you go. Yeah, we're making the Lost next belts. chapter of Lost Belt, which is like that's their version of like multiverse. So yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. do a Lost Belt, and th- this game takes place in that Lost Belt where it's all about fantasy writers. But we also need to keep in mind how can we gotcha the fuck out of this game. I want to take Fate Go, which is already a perfect gotcha mechanic game, and turn it up to 11. And I need your help on that because you have way more gotcha experience than I do. You mm. can put that on a resume, by the way. I play 400 hours of gotcha and can so spend a single dollar. So when you say turn the gotcha up, what exactly does that mm. mean? Also, I just realized that since I'm wearing different headphones, I don't hear myself the same way. And so I think I've been yelling into the mic and blasting my audio file in the first front half. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> Um, when you say turn the gotcha up yeah. to 11, what do you mean by that? Are you talking like like hyper taking advantage, like a Genshin impact? Or do you mean like turning it up like, ooh, we want more gotcha things? Like, what do you – give me a little I want to do – I want to do a thing because – I've been playing. Actually, this this actually ties back into what also we were the talking other problem about. is with using Fate Grand Order as our evidence for this. There's already all sorts of writers in this game. We already got uh, Hans Christian Andersen. We already got Billy Shakes. Well, okay. Imagine. Th- well, this is also a multiverse, so I'm imagining they could be different versions of themselves in that universe. So, like, mm-hmm. I, that th- that doesn't bother me. But circling back, circling back, because this actually ties into what I was. This weirdly enough ties into what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. I've been playing a lot of Sinking City, which is a investigative 
duo, uh, like noir story where you have to collect info and combine it. It has this really unique mechanic where it's called the Mind Palace, where you it shows you all of the information and clues you've collected in your current case, and you could pick one clue and another clue and combine them and see if it gives you more evidence or more clues. Okay. So what I'm suggesting is, if we're going to do this as a noir story, I think, what if you did a gotcha thing where you have random roll, rather than characters or JPEGs, random roll... No, random roll different parts of the story. So you have to, like, b do gotcha <laughs> to get different chapters, but you don't get them in order. You do not get them in order. You have to, like, oh, you get a piece of, you get a scene from chapter 11, but then the next thing you roll is a scene from chapter 2. And you have to, like, keep playing or doing the battle mechanics or whatever the hell happens in that game until you can collect the whole story and figure out how it goes together hey and guys maybe you can... the the second murder banner is going on are you going to be rolling to see the second murder mm, no i think <laughs> i'm thinking really yucked out by the murder scene so i'm not gonna wait i'm gonna wait on the watch the murder happen banner uh-huh but, but when but when the but when the dame walks in scene banner comes in two weeks from now i will be wailing on that one so I'm thinking it would be fun because you would have to then like piece together information and maybe it could be that you need to get certain scenes. You need to have access to prior scenes. So like, Hey, you need scene one and three to unlock scene 10 or something like that. So it just becomes this big puzzle game of trying to figure out and unearth the story together. Uh, or and sorry, we'll have to pay us or grind for an indeterminate amount of time in order for them to see our full game, our full mm -hmm, Pulp Fiction yeah. out of order game. And you know what you could do, too, is that scenes also have different like this is because I, I, I'm understanding a lot of gotcha is built around the different costumes and JPEGs that you can have for these characters. Um, certain one day you're gonna play a gotcha game so you can kind of have an idea of what we're talking about no nah, i i think it's i think it's funnier for me to assume what gotcha is <laughs> <laughs> just the stuff i've absorbed through osmosis um but what i'm thinking is and this is taking uh arkham horror the card game does this really fucked up kind of thing that i don't like but they actually make novels that you like little novellas that take place in the board games universe and with that book becomes unique cards that you can only get by buying a fucking $20 book for three cards. And I'm like, hey, these are, they're also, but the fucked up part is, they're some of the best cards in the game. Like, you, they, like everybody's like, man, well, unless you have that card from this character's, like, book, your deck's always going to be weak. And I'm like, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. I don't want to read a whole book. Most of the time, the books are bad, too. So we don't I'm... buy books to read them, idiot. <laughs> we buy books to put them on our shelves. <laughs> don't call me out like this. Um, so, so what I'm thinking is... I'm calling you out. I'm calling out anybody. I'm calling me out. Man, I own three Log Horizon books. I've never read one. <laughs> okay, okay, but circling back, circling back. What I'm thinking is, is that certain jpegs are tied to certain scenes so like let's say a scene is a gala event any if you collect that scene it then also comes with a custom jpeg of everybody's gala outfit or whatever a random gala outfit from that scene oh uh, one 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 thing that is that giving in a gotcha my dear friend you have much to learn we will <laughs> we, we will announce the gala event wherein you will have to roll 
for each person's gala outfit, but that's just gotcha. There's no he-he-ha-ha games that shouldn't be made there. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, so how do... Okay, go ahead. Let's put a pin in this and move on. I think that you've got something here with... um, get, Has to roll gotcha for cutscenes. I think mm-hmm. there's something there. But mm-hmm. I want to put a pin in that, and we got to keep rolling through here because we do have two weeks' worth of content to get through. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, like one of the little benefits. Like, oh, also, everybody, thank you very much for letting us take a break. Uh, we were just kind of like, we just needed it. We just need some space. Now we come back, recuperated, really fucking amped. And, but that is one of the side benefits of taking a week off. Is like, now instead of like having like 30 submissions to reference, we have like something along the lines of like, like 60 or 80. We've got 60 something <laughs> submissions and we can't sit around and thank everybody. They know how appreciative we are. We have to get through all of these bad boys lightning round style. All right, all right, all right. Give, give me give me a submission then. Give me a submission. This comes from Trans Artists of the Day at Trans underscore Artists, a fishing simulator game that is also a dating sim. Detailed dialogue options can show up while you're in the middle of fishing, making you choose between your two loves, the person you're talking to or the fish waiting to be caught. Really quickly, really quickly. Is this a thing of where there are just like full waifus just chilling out under the water and you just pull them up via hook? Or are these actually? See, I've been. Th- I've been uh, this is something that I'm confused. I'm thinking about because, like, on on one hand, like, is it much funnier to have like a full dating game where the dating is like the girls are attached to the locations, and like the fish are completely separate, or uh-huh. is it a dating game where wherein to get the girl you must fish her out of the water? And here's the thing, I know that fishing will be a key mechanic, because, like, I, I mean, like, fishing games exist as such a thing that, like, I don't personally get them. I, I've played uh-huh. plenty of JRPGs, but the fishing part of the JRPG has never really hit with me. But uh-huh, maybe it's uh-huh. because I've never had anime girls tied, tied to them intrinsically before. See, you know it's so fucked up, like, that you could do? Is, like, one of the big things about fishing culture is, like, hey, what's the weirdest thing I can put on my hook to catch a fish? Like, my brother is always telling me stories about how he would, when he goes fishing, he likes to use pieces of cheeseburger or uses some sort of granola bar or something just to see how fish react to it. So, <laughs> you know, like, in Dang and Ropa, like, only certain people like certain gifts that you give them uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> to catch certain to catch certain waifus, you have to figure out what to put on your hook to catch that waifu. Be like, hey, I, I what kind of waifu are you hunting for today? Well, I'm kind of looking for like I want a I want a hot goth GF, so I'm gonna put a a, a a a tarot card deck on the end of my hook, and I'm gonna cast that into the lake, and I'm gonna see what I can find. So I'm. Or is it perhaps way funnier to think of like a full dating game? That is like it just has its own like dating game paths, its own like you know trivia options, memory dating game stuff. Uh-huh. That the RPG or the fishing game is just tied to right there in front of. So like that's oh. all the game design. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Like, which is funnier: the idea that you need to fish to get the girl, or that fishing would be you avoiding the date full on. Like, oh yeah, I'm going out to fish with this person, but I do not give two fucks about them. I'm out there to catch the biggest fish I can today. So is are okay? Are you saying it's like a um? Do you, you ever play the game Golf Story, which is just basically it's a, it's a slice of life simulator, but the backdrop is that your character just wants to play golf 
And it's like all of the little interpersonal th- people, like relationships that he makes around the golf field and the city that he lives in. Is that what you're saying? It's like you are dating, but against the backdrop of fishing. Um, yeah. Or is it even that, like, you know, fishing, you catch the right fish and the person that you're out fishing with is impressed by it. Like, you go mm-hmm. out with with Chadley, and Chadley's like, hey, how many tuna can you catch today? If you catch 57 fish in this one trip, I'll give you a little smooch. I'll give you a little smooch. <laughs> I, like, there's so many angles here, and I'm just not sure uh-huh, which uh-huh. one is objectively the funniest. You know what I, I mean? I, I don't – I think uh, – here's the thing. I think whatever you catch, there has to be some waifu element or some, like, dating element to it. Do you remember that one game that's coming out? It's called uh, uh, Boyfriend, Boyfriend Dungeon, I think it is. Yes. Of Boyfriend course I know about Boyfriend is, Dungeon. Are you doing – and this is going to be a very weird question, so brace yourselves. Are we anthropomorphizing these fish? So it's like you catch the fish, and then they turn into an anthropomorphic entity. So like you catch a rainbow trout, I think that's a fish, and then it just like and then uh, reveals like some magnificent character with like a rainbow cloak, and they're just like beautiful, and you want to romance them. Is that? I don't think we can do that because you're going to catch so many rainbow trout. Okay, I've thought about this more, and like I've thought about how this works as a game <laughs> you the best. Some waifus and are rarer than how... others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's how it works the best. There will be different locations that you go to fish to. Each location mm. will have a different date associated with it. You mm. go down to the docks, you're going to get the fisherman bo- uh, boyfriend. You go down to, like, the beach, you're going to get the cool beach babe. You go down mm. to, like, the Siren's Cove, there's going to be a mermaid there. You go down to, like, the Swampland, you're going to find Swamp swamp Man, and he's, like, super big and handsome. Has long, like, swamp seaweed hair. And the location like he's like a total surfer, to... bro, which is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the swamp. <laughs> the locations have the have the dates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, each location, each date, then requires different things from the fishing, and kind of like how Honey Pop had like different girls that liked different colors of matches. Mm-hmm. Different dates will require will be impressed oh. by different fishing things. Okay. So, so are you saying is is this like I I have never played you a fishing fish game. Good, in my- you fish what they ask you to get. If they're like, oh, how you know, I really like rainbow tuna, and then mm-hmm. you get a rainbow tuna out, you're gonna get a bunch of points for that date, and uh, the little bar is gonna go. Bloop. So how about this? Just to add a little bit of of just kind of complexity to it, um, everything that they crave is something that they can't get in their area. So that. It, that makes like unlocking new areas a thing. So it'll be like you go on your first date, goes great, and then they're like, "Hey, I want to go on another date with you, um, but I would love some uh, some rainbow trout for that." That means that, and then after that conversation, like, "Oh, the lake by the mountains unlocks," and then you can go there. Oh, yeah, and... so you you're mm. fishing to bring gifts back to other people, but while yes. you're fishing, you're having discussions with the person at that location, so you can yes. find out what they want, and yes. that's why you have to like keep that notepad with you so you remember. Okay, Loch Ness boy wants he wants rainbow trout and the and the fisherman he wants to get some alligator meat from the swamp, but the the siren wants to get some catfish, but I don't know mm. where catfish are yet. And you have like this whole But there should like, You know what there be also really cool too? There should be like a day night cycle to where it's like you can only uh, I I've been watching so I've been watching the game girls play Dung and Ropa and I want to play those games so bad now. It's like the way they set it up is you can only have you can only hang out with two people every single day. 
So it'll be like, hey, do you want to commit your time to fishing? Do you want to commit your time to hanging out with somebody? You have limited amount of time. So that means there's like maybe there's uh, there's a schedule to this game. It'll be like, hey, I would love to go on a date with you later tonight. Bring some rainbow trout with you. Um, so you have the rest of the day to figure that out. But you also have some time to kill. Um, but you can't or, get too distracted and getting too involved with the conversation because, of, uh-oh, you missed your bite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it, all right, let, real quick question though: Is this a game that should not be made? That's my big. That's the big thing about it. Yeah, the problem is that now that I'm thinking about it, a dating game with with fishing as the main mechanic sounds so cool and good. Is the problem? <laughs> okay, how about this? Yeah, this may not be a game that should not be made. Do we want to put a pin in it and move on? Wait, hold on. We pitch it to Nintendo Labo, so you get a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> You get you motion get a, controls. Yeah, you, you get your but the motion controls are just absolute fucking garbage, and you have this. But we we pitch it as like a really fun thing. Like yeah, you get your own custom like fishing pole, which I think they already have. Um, and you get to like put stickers on it. It has like a has the whole cast of like all the people you can date. You can put your favorite sticker on that fishing pole, like and, you know, or make us. St- yeah, yeah, yeah. But then something. like the actual game, you have to hold the stupid thing and like wind it like you're actually fishing. Like, <laughs> can you imagine like doing the little tiny circles with the stupid Joy Cons? <laughs> 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 Okay, putting a pen in this, let's move on. All right, and we could like market the fact that it's got like HD rumble or whatever. (laughs) And we get back on that sentiment, and then we're like, we call up Nintendo and we're like, hey, I know that you guys are kind of trying to separate yourselves from the brand, but we think the Senran Kagura was onto something with that booby physics HD rumble thing. So let's get that tech back (laughs) over here. Wait, was that a thing? Was that yes, it was legit. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? How does that work? Is like the only thing I remember them like pitching and talking about was like, yeah, the HD Rumble is so good, you, you can feel like individual marbles in your hands. Like that was like their yeah, big talking that, point. and that's what Nintendo said. And then Senran Kagura came out and we, they said, "How's it going? We're trying to make it so that when you shake and jostle and shove with the HD Rumble on your Joy-Con, it feels like you're slapping and grabbing and groping some boobies." Hey AJ, I don't know who how's the it fuck's going. This- We're Senran Kagura. We're about to make you horny for your Switch Joy-Con. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a point that needs to be discussed. AJ, what? In in my very short career of dating, I've never had boobs vibrate on me, and I don't like that concept. I don't think that's boobs just the power vi- of the HD I don't think Rumble, boobs vibrate. Dog. I don't think boobs vibrate. Why? No, 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 no. It's not about. It's not about that. It's about how like how it would like the weight in your hands or something. I don't know, dude. I you haven't played this game weight. yet. I just like, know weight. that they said <laughs> the weight does that doesn't make sense. It's like, oh, you feel the weight of it. It'd be like, no, you're feeling the weight of a of a, of a switch controller. Like, take it up in with your head. Tony it doesn't get heavier. A dog. It's it doesn't me. They said it. <laughs> I I know it's not you that said it. I'm just flabbergasted by the concept of like, yeah, you can feel the weight of them, and I'm like, what? No, it, 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 you're feeling the weight of a Switch controller. That doesn't make any no. sense. It doesn't make any it's sense. HD Rumble. We can say anything we want. Our Joy-Cons are going, with the power of HD Rumble, we're going to make you feel like if you were actually holding a fish, if you were actually slapping someone's butt, and if you were actually reeling in a fish. Yeah, that's kind of all we got is fish and butt, but <laughs> what do you want from us? Hey, what's your selling point? Well... Or uh, you you would you would you uh, reel in a fish and hold that fish up? It's you, 
your controller lets out a bunch of slappy slap sounds, like wet slap sounds, and it just like vibrates on you. Or it pulsates These on you. These joy are going to bounce out of your hands, I swear. <laughs> uh, do you want to give me a game? <laughs> With the power of Switch Pro, we're going to have HD HD rumble. <laughs> what does HD stand for? Oh, it's horny, dog. <laughs> horny. It's High horny definition dog. horny dog rumble. Horny dog rumble. <laughs> all right all right enough of that uh this comes to us on twitter from drew davenport at the underscore davenporter soul harvest a soul caliber farming sim aj when you hear yeah. about like us us you know city folk who didn't we we're, didn't grow up on farms didn't didn't you know didn't didn't, didn't become the uh we're one with the earth. We hear about farmers and they're like toiling at the land and they're just fucking, they're doing it. They're working their blood, sweat, and tears in this. We think as city folk, it's like, oh, they're just, you know, they're making sure the dirt is good or they're doing, they're mowing on their tractors. It's like, no, it turns out, you know what you, you know how what you have to do to grow fucking wheat, AJ? You need to beat it in a fighting competition. I want to do a, uh, I want to do a farming simulator, but instead of, like, watering it every day, you need to beat it in a fucking fight. And every plant that you grow on your farm has a different style of fighting that you then need to do. So you need to not only fight it until it gets to full maturity, then then you can harvest it. You also need to build your own skill trees. You need to train so you have other plants that you use to train on. And then build your own skill set and build your own... I want to do Stardew Valley, but, like, instead of actually farming... I'm it's a I'm fighting game. There. I don't think there's any skill trees. I think there's just a skill ceiling, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that you're, there's any way to upgrade your farmer, but you can learn the actual, like, you know, frame hits, iframes, mm-hmm. um, animation cancels. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to actually learn how to play this fighting game. There's no mm-hmm. skill, there's no leveling up. There's just getting better at fighting your crops. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So I'm thinking, so it's. I'm thinking it's like one of those things of you it's like any farming game you have quotas to keep so you need to have x amount of wheat or x amount of tomato x amount of pumpkin or whatever at the end of your harvesting season. So mm-hmm. how do we make that to where it's like not <laughs> cuz plants can't move. So I'm wondering how could you build a fighting game would one character doesn't move at all. And it's like I'm just immediately getting that image of um that level from Cuphead where you go up against the flower and it just like ha- it stays in place, but it can like shoot shit at you. So maybe it does a lot of projectile based stuff. Maybe there's some platforming involved. I don't know. I, I, you could. I... <laughs> yeah. I mean, like fighting and platforming work really well hand in hand. That's why mm-hmm. like we had the, uh, you know, that's why we have Smash Brothers. And I think. I don't know if there was platforming in it, but I feel like the Grand Blue Fantasy or, like adventure mode should have had platforming if it didn't, because that sounds mm-hmm. like it would have been dope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so what... I think what we need to do here is we need to like. It sounds like you know um, farming games a little bit. Uh, we need to look at Soul Caliber and see what kind of you know threads we have here. So when I say the name Ivy, I of course think am thinking of Ivy Soul Caliber. Uh-huh. With her cool uh, whip. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm curious how Ivy gets put into a farming... Is she our farmer? I think I would like it to be the backdrop to this game is that this is like maybe a uh, a fighting character. Let's say it's the characters of Soul Calibur. This is their retirement. They retired from like the fighting tournaments or saving the world as 
like the Soul Calibur games. If I remember correctly, the Soul Calibur games is like a constant fact back and forth between like the ultimate good, the ultimate evil, because you have like Nightmare, who's like uh, basically a guy that got taken over by this uh, this sword and became this biomassed like pure darkness, pure energy. So what I'm thinking is, is those are characters have retired from their fighting to become. <laughs> to become farmers. farmers but they don't know how to farm so they just use the skills they learned in their fighting careers and apply it to the the farming scene and it somehow yeah, works a tractor you have a nightmare he could just yeah. do his cool thing to well, till the grounds well what i'm thinking is to kind of loop this back into soul caliber is that maybe the reason that these plants can fight is because they're all infected by nightmare so you have to you have to defeat them in a fight because uh, I think that's how it works, right? In Soul Calibur of, like, the only way you could rid somebody of their Nightmare Sword is to defeat them and take it. I believe is how it works. So if you I thought do you had to kill them, and that was the whole point of the plot in Soul Calibur 5? I do, it's been a long time since I've played Soul Calibur. I played a lot of it when I was a kid. That was the okay. game where that had the dude that ju- had a katana that he fucking pogo-sticked on, right? Ah, oh, Yoshimitsu. That, <laughs> yeah, that guy was so fucking cool, actually. Um... So what I'm thinking is, is like maybe that's it's a constant battle of, oh, you know what you could do, too, is the longer like the this nightmare moves like a mold, let's say. And this is like Stardew Valley, where like you can figure out what you can do with your day and you can go guard in this thing or you can go talk to these people or whatever. But the more days you let pass with this nightmare mold growing on the plants, the stronger they get and the harder it'll be to fight them and to take their harvest. But so if it'll... you do fight them, then you get the cool, like, you get points. I see what you mean. So you have to mm. constantly kind of choose what fight you're going to do. Uh, mm. Like, oh, this fight seems easy enough that I could do it. Oh, this fight, I'm so used to fighting them. I'm going to let them grow a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, what you're doing is you're taking that, like, a... Uh, fight selector from the injustice games and turning that into its own narrative story Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then oh my god they're kind of randomly generated but you're constantly going to be taking those points and putting them back into a workflow and with that you can upgrade your farm upgrade what's growing upgrade even maybe you fight two of those people back to back instead of just one you're essentially building out your own like um tilling paths your own gardening paths to create your own little mini arcade modes that Mm -hmm. way you can earn up and rack up more and more points how about this how about this i want to pitch you on something fucking wild so the beginning of the game it's like a 2d like uh traditional fighter so like street fighter one person on one side one person on the other side yeah yeah, as the game goes forward because like what's the big what's the thing about farming games is like the 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 growth of it is is like hey i have enough technology and enough manpower to harvest more things at one time so now you're dealing with like hordes of these plants it's not just one plant or a couple plants it now grows to hordes so somewhere in the game as you like grow it shifts from a 2d like side fighter to a fucking like arena brawler like hyrule warriors-esque so now it's like a top-down 3d thing it's just like a sudden change that you didn't even see fucking coming okay hear me out hear me out hear me out i think it's a gradual change Mm. i think that it's one of those things where like you start getting upgrades for yourself we're gonna bring the upgrade system back you start getting upgrades things like increased range on strike Increase range on strike two, increase range on strike three, and then you're going to increase the range of that, uh, like the range of it, not just the mm-hmm, first mm-hmm. attack having more range, but like the range itself growing. 
And then after a certain point, you're going to get like, it starts off as like a Capcom, like one on one, each side fighter, two, strictly yeah. 2D. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to unlock something where it's like, oh, pay enough points and you're going to get the sidestep ability. And then all of a sudden, every arena acts more like a Tekken arena oh, where you have forward sweet. and back. Uh-huh. And then you can like shift, like dodge the or dodge to sh- change the plane of round the characters a little bit. Mm-hmm. After a while, you're going to keep playing, you're going to keep playing, you're going to keep playing. And then you're going to get an upgrade kind of like the... Uh, Tales of Zestaria had a system where you could unlock to be on 2D or 3D movement. Mm-hmm. You're going to get that ability where you can unlock or delock 2D to 3D movement. Oh my god. And these are all like, let's say um, maybe in this town that this takes place, they uh, there's like this really, really old like Studio Ghibli style grandma just running the shop. And she's like, I'm a retired ex-fighter. And all the all of the shit she stocks is just like fighting equipment, like brass knuckles and gloves. And just like, those are the upgrades yeah. that you buy to unlock these things. And maybe. Yes, yes, yes. And like, and then the, these, these like extra movement controls that you're unlocking are also the same controls. These are similar or these are in a different shop than the upgrades that you would be doing to your actual arena to keep increasing it. So on one hand, you can increase your character, increase the way that you play the game, change it to that like Muso Strikers style gameplay. But then on the (laughs) other side, you need to keep uh, increasing your farm, increasing the amount of people you're going to fight per round, increasing the amount of enemies, the amount of health, things like that. Mm-hmm. So you have these two different systems that you kind of need to balance so that it doesn't turn into a fighting game where you have to fight 100,000 enemies, but also doesn't turn into a game where you have a Musou-style fighter against one enemy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. And you know what you could do, too, is like maybe you can organize it to where certain plants prefer... like. To fight certain plants, you need to be in certain modes. So it'll be like, hey, you are late in the game, but it turns out tomatoes... like. That is, they can fire their shit in three. They can like maybe their attack is that they lob tomato grenades. So let's like let's use like plants versus zombies logic or whatever. Um, that works better in three D because you can do the sidestep ability and maneuver out of the way of that they're throwing. But something like wheat is like just works better in two D because they don't really have any three D abilities and it's just easier to jump up or down. Oh, so you so the player will have a locked on lock on if they press like the touchpad on the PlayStation controller or something, then it like it toggles between the Muso style or the two yeah, D style fighter. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah so okay, you can, let's like... put a pin in this. Okay, okay, okay. You got a game. This comes from Gazer on Twitter, at just Gazer, Off the Grid, a game where you play a doomsday prepper trying to live off the grid in the middle of City Park. And I actually want to combine this with another <laughs> submission we got from Ryan Vafazadeh. At Vafay Ryan. Uh-huh. Video game that gives you in-game points for shredding your important documents. Debit card, 100 <laughs> points. Car registration, 1,000 points. Birth certificate, 100,000 points. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, okay. I want to gamify going off the grid. Uh-huh. Okay, so, so here's how... Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's how the game works. It's an ARG, of course. I sign up for the ARG. I, AJ Hart, am sick of it. I'm maybe this is less of a maybe this is less of a video game and more of a service that we are going to provide people, but again, it's an ARG so that everybody feels like they get cookie points for doing it. Uh-huh. 
and they sign up for the ARG. They they give us all their important information, right? Cell phone number, email address, social security, debit card, blah, blah, blah. They scan all of their documents into that app and then destroy it. What I'm suggesting here is, is that <laughs> there are some people out there that need... <laughs> Now I'm going into stealing social identi- identity identity. No, hold on. I love where you were going. Were you okay. about to say there are people out there that need to have their identity stolen? Keep going. Okay. You, so you, this person... This piqued my pers- interest. Tell me about how we're going to destroy the financial security of Shmef- Shmezevs. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. So this person is going off the grid, right? They don't Real care about the outside... Stunks? They don't care about the outside world. They don't care about yeah, yeah, like yeah. what's going on in the city. They're out in... The wilderness now, cut off from everything. So what I'm suggesting is is they use our app, and the reason they use our app is because they'll be like, hey, you can score points by uploading your personal data and then destroying it. And those points, if you make enough of them, translates into money. Or sir, uh, how about this? It translates into prepper supplies. So like, hey, you, uh, well, you up- me out. Upload it your driver's license. Into cryptocurrency. <laughs> well, they don't give a shit about cryptocurrency. That is like the most on-the-grid thing you that exists. Here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. I I actually disagree. I think that the Venn diagram of people that are crazy enough to try to get off the grid and people that are crazy enough to actually think cryptocurrency is legit is a Venn diagram. Wait, no, cryptocurrency is completely legit. What are you talking about? That's like a very legit thing. It's just like... It's like it's just it's just like it's fake just, money, and everyone that we know that has talked about it has only told us about how they've lost money on it. Uh, yeah, no, our buddy, our buddy, thing. our buddy did make a thousand dollars last month off of cryptocurrency. He has no, made profit. He made a thousand dollars two to three years ago. We ended the, when he had to sell it off to pay for rent. Dog, he lost. <laughs> Yeah, he would have had $10,000 now if he didn't pay it. Cryptocurrency <laughs> only exists to make people be upset that they don't have money to spend on cryptocurrency. So, is that the Here's big, my idea. Is that the we're big going ploy? to create an ARG where we're going to say, hey, bud, if you delete all of your personal information, we will give you more cryptocurrency. And they'll and be we're like, going to fucking destroy everyone that's like has the money for cryptocurrency. <laughs> So what's How's it going? Now I'm in, <laughs> this is a class warfare decision. We will destroy people that can invest in fake things. I'm sick of people having money and blowing it on stupid shit. <laughs> you got so loud the connection just cut out. <laughs> yeah, on my end it just I heard you scream and then it just went Bee. <laughs> They're trying to silence me, dude. Lucky for me, I have the recording. I know what was said, and I'm going to get it out to the people. Okay, so, all right, all right, all right. I love that because the irony is is the moment you're off the grid, digital currency kind of just loses the point so that they didn't think about. So now, so now that they're there, and they'll just be like, oh, I guess we're stuck out, stuck out in the wilderness now. Whatever, that's what we wanted initially. But here's the thing. AJ, we have access to all that data now. I have access to social security numbers, driver's license, birth certificates. What am I going to do with that data? Who am I going to sell it to? How much profit? Because you have to balance the pro- like. You had to like for say all of their things. You gave them uh, a thousand, ten thousand. I don't know how much. I did give security. them one thousand bitcoins for them to destroy their social security. Yeah, that's true. I did have to spend money on that. Huh. 
So, how I, how would you recuperate costs? Are you Easy. just that? Then it just Easy. becomes this like oh, I have all of like, I have all of these super explicit <laughs> like sensitive data on a human being. You know who is willing to pr- sell and trade and buy said information? Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg, baby. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> God, so I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take that guy's social security, birth certificate, and debit card information. I'm gonna be hitting up all the big names: Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff uh-huh. Bezos, Elon Musk, all of those shit bags up there. And I'll be like, "Hey, bud, I've got, I've got Donovan's secret information. Uh. Give me the money." Now I know what you're thinking, AJ. This seems like you're just kind of, kind of be crushing the people in between the Bezos and the Elons of the world. Like, you're crushing the people above you, but not at the tippy top. And it's like, well, look, you're right, but someone... God, I just, I feel dirty now. This concept makes me feel really gross. All right. I mean, like, if it makes you feel any better, the odds are of, like, we could probably get Elon Musk's, like, so cybersecurity information first, right? Like, there's no world where I'm not able to, like, get Elon Musk to invest in my Bitcoin stunt and then sell him to Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> No, dude, I feel like dealing with Elon Musk, if we tried to sell him something, that old man would buy and sell us instead. And I don't... <laughs> I fucking hate... I don't think anybody should be that rich, but man. Like... God, he would use his goddamn blood money, huh? <laughs> all right. I want to give you a couple lightning round games, all right? All right. All right, this one comes to us on Reddit from Too Many Bees, a Scribblenauts style fairy, a fairy, fairly, a Scribblenauts, the fuck, a Scribblenauts style fairy odd parents game, fairly, God fucking what the shit? Give it, let me try that one again. One unless, more time. Unless, one unless, more time. unless all of this is very funny, keep it in. <laughs> Well, if you fuck it up this time, it will be hilarious. A Scribblenauts style fairly odd parents game. So I was thinking about this. You have the the cool thing about Scribblenauts is that you come across the problem, you can draw whatever you want to solve that thing. Or you have to draw and then pair it with like a name or something like that. What I'm thinking is is what if you went across the, a game like that, but in the background you only have a limited amount of uses that you don't know. So going through a game that's like, I can wish to solve anything, but you only have, like, it's random rolled at the beginning or whatever. You only have 30 wishes in this entire game. So it's like, but you don't know that. So, like, is this my last wish? Is this, like, gonna be my final wish? Is there, like, some sort of system? Are you, to w- are you told that it's limited at the very beginning? No, you are not told that. This is this is cool. This is spiritual successor, bro. Like, we don't, you think we communicate with our players? Of course, no. of course, yeah. <laughs> like remember when we made that resident evil game where they're like you fucking the first level is like yeah it's gun blazing awesome adventure and then you find out next level it's just like there's no more ammunition at all in the game i want that same energy put werewolves in it yeah the one where we put werewolves in it and then unironically now they have werewolves in the actual game (laughs) yeah hey no joke i do think chris redfield is a werewolf uh yeah just heads up on that yeah, I mean, we'll look at the new trailers, dude. Also, speaking of video games, you know what was the fun? I, I, man, I know. Okay, I had small tangent, small tangent, small tangent. Welcome to Spiritual Successor. Sometimes a video game podcast. So, um, 
<laughs> last week they released the trailer or some teasers for the village and uh, the big thing that everybody noticed was that there was a really tall woman in it and everybody's reaction was oh oh there's a there's a big woman a big a eight, big woman a big eight foot tall woman oh please don't step on me oh please don't chase me oh please 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 don't murder me <laughs> unless and then just like uh, that's no <laughs> no three evil goth witches don't catch me no <laughs> and, <laughs> and that was just the absolute funniest fucking thing because i just like i i think i don't know if what resident evil's I, I don't know it's capcom they're fucking horny like look at all the resident evil games like especially the earlier ones that were just like really shitty about women in games like they were fucking just needlessly horny at that point but they still have like maintained that to where they're like that must have been on purpose right i think i think that capcom was like really horny in the early aughts and then started cleaning themselves up but i think that capcom at a point pavlovically and dog response to all of us to be like capcom's the horny brand we're allowed to be nasty about those games. <laughs> um, and here we are yeah just like just like i don't know like i wouldn't say like this is like I don't I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like that was the reaction the day of launch. It was not like how when you and I talked about it, it was like now there's just fucking werewolves in the game. Does that make sense in the Resident Evil universe? Is that is that nope. weird? It's like no, everybody's like God, there's such a big lady, and I want her to I want her to beat me up. And I'm just like I thought it's just the camaraderie that I think the Resident Evil community felt at that moment. Was yeah, just kind of everybody admirable. like everyone's <laughs> like oh Resident Evil. Yeah, we all want to be killed by the big hot lady huh yeah all of us <laughs> i just thought it was so funny but what i'm saying uh circling back to this the scribble dots game limited amount of wishes you find out in the middle of the game that you are out of wishes and then the game either just ends or it's just you have i to love the idea of it just ending i love the idea of a game that just like oh you're you can't go any further past this and then credits roll and you have to start again uh-huh. And hoping I you're... love that idea. Like you blatantly know that there's more game. Like it is so easy to tell. Like like you have like all these check marks that are like, oh, 10 out of 15, 22 out of 35, things like mm, that. Mm, and mm. you're like, oh, credits? <laughs> I must have missed something. And it's not that you missed things, it's that like there was more. Mm -hmm, mm. And the fact that it's rent the amount of wishes that you have is randomly rolled at the beginning of the game just makes it like you're just constantly in this fucking terror of like, okay, I'm gonna make this wish because I need to get across this like gap in the gap in uh, this ravine or something. Um, is this gonna be my last wish? How many like is this? It, it, it will be random rolled, but you will be like at minimum you'll have enough to get to the end of the game. But like it's it's one of those creative based games. You don't want to min max that. You don't mm -hmm. want to be like flying rideable gun and just like solve every puzzle like that. Oh, that maybe that's the thing about it is like maybe anything you create. That's it. That's it. That, that's way the, the game still stays playable is like anything you create enters your pocket. So like if you have a limited amount of wishes that's randomly rolled, you then like everything that you create uh, should have multi-purpose uses. So it'll be like, hey, you made a chainsaw flying pterodactyl or a, a, a chainsaw flying pterodactyl, a pterodactyl Hell with yeah. chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> um then after you create that you can keep it in your pocket and be like okay would this be usable again in this situation 
Um, but then because it's random rolled, it'll be like, okay, did I have three wishes this time or do I have 30? So it'll be it's just like maybe you have a pocket size of like three. You can only ah. cycle between three things. Oh, that's interesting. So like you can make a bunch of wit, you can make random amount of wishes, but you can only hold on to three things. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. That's interesting. All right, you got a lightning round for me? Yes, this comes from Joe. Thank God it's Friday Langua <laughs> at the underscore Giuseppe. Mm -hmm. FPS arena shooter with asymmetric but hopefully balanced factions as different teams, just like Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, but add other factions. Robots, pirates, dinosaurs, anime, glam rock stars, aliens, etc. Every season adds a new faction. Now, of course, I think the right, I think Joe was on the money starting with um, Plants vs. Zombies, but mm -hmm. might I suggest another alternative? What's up? You know what game I think had a really, really bad name? <laughs> which which game? For Honor. What a stupid name. <laughs> okay. Um, because that game could have and should have been named Samurais versus Pirates, or Samurais versus Vikings versus Knights. You're right. It would have been way fucking cooler. But then they were trying they were trying to be elegant about it, man. They didn't want to just but lean what, into but, that hardcore but now fucking we could do energy. Pirates. Now we could do Samurais versus Vikings versus Knights versus Pirates. And then every season it changes the title of the game to add that new faction. So at the, yes. begin at the beginning it's and those And then three. it's Samurais versus Vikings versus Knights versus Pirates versus Ninjas. Versus Glamrock. And then it's Samurais versus... Samurais versus Vikings versus Knights versus Ninjas... Versus pirates, I fucked that up already. Damn. Wait, hold on, hold on. You know this is this would be so funny because I think we would be the only one. I think we would be the first ones to discover this. I wonder if Steam has a character limit on the title section when you <laughs> upload your game. <laughs> so it'll be like that'll be like our branding. It'll be like we were the first ones to discover the character limit on Steam, or we complained so much to Steam because of our cool fucking game, they had to increase the character limit on their Steam game page. Yeah, because like Steam's all of a sudden like, oh, we had enough to get you up through uh, ninjas. But we, what we weren't expecting was Samurais versus Vikings versus Knights versus Ninjas versus Pirates versus... versus glam Rock versus glam Robots rock versus... versus <laughs> robot versus... I had one... I ha Hey, no joke. I had one that I was going to slap on the bottom of this one, but I lost it somewhere along the name way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just to add a little bit of salt to it, like the parentheses that's underneath the game are like the... T not the tagline, but like... You know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of divinity, uh, parentheses, original sin, you know, or it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it the also has title. To, yeah, that has to be like also extremely long, like the epic battle of the last island on earth, the game. I'm going to propose to you this. I believe uh -huh. that every time we do another update that slaps another name on it, it it, it is it is whatever the game is, semicolon blank edition. So it'll be like, it'll be like Samurai Viking Knight. Ninja, pirate, robot, glam rock, uh -huh. um, cowboys, semicolon, the final edition. The final now, of course, edition. when we get after cowboys and we put on like uh, astronauts, astronauts, then it's yeah. like the extreme edition or the complete edi edition. 
You know what's so funny about this? You and I have spent more time talking about the naming convention of this game than any than what the game actually is. And you oh, know it's what? It's gonna be for honor, but with more classes. Next Oh, game. okay. I was just yeah, I was just about to say, like, we should just that's it. <laughs> Alright, I have one final uh lightning round game for you. This one comes to us from Alley Cat on Twitter at Millennium Hoo-Ha. Supermarket shopping simulator where you can only get items by stealing them out of other people's carts without getting caught. So what I'm thinking is <laughs> what I'm thinking this is, what I'm thinking this is, this is like a multiplayer game that either you can play locally or you can play online. The This is what I'm doing when the pandemic is over. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, so you have different shopping markets that have different layouts and everything. There are a bunch of AI people going around doing their shopping. That's how that's what generates like the stealable shit. So then uh -huh. you all spawn in and you each take turns like and there's a limited amount of material. Like I think this game only works when there is a limited amount of shit to steal. Like if there was like say everybody needed orange juice but there's five orange juices, what's the point of stealing it? It only works when there's like one copy of everything. So you have to go around. That's how the game starts. You go and find these AI people. You steal from them. And then it becomes a battle of like stealing from other people's carts. It is all stealable until it is scanned at the cashier thing. So you have to find the thing that you want, take it to the cashier thing, and get it scanned and pay whatever. And that's how you collect the points for it. God, but dude, I until know that, that like, point, I know it's that like real life prank YouTubers are like the scuzz of the earth. But I could imagine this being like a trend online of people being like, "Hey, so here's the game. We're gonna go in with me and my me and my stream squad are going into the supermarket to steal other people's groceries and then get out. Mm -hmm. And then we're gonna cook something afterwards. And we can only use ingredients that were stolen from someone's cart. Like this sucks to think about it happening Wait, in real are life." You are you saying the game? They would play the game. Are you saying they would go troll the game, or they would go in real life to do it? In real life, I'm See, saying that streamers and YouTubers in real life would go out and be scuzz bags and go do this to real people. But like on the other hand, I'm like, was this be that bad? Like it's it's obnoxious. Yeah, but no, like harmless and kind of super funny. No, it, you know, it, this is how it would play out, AJ. So like, I'm in the store. I got my myself a nice little bag of Ritzes or something. I get to the shopping thing. And get to the cashier, I'm like, huh, I guess I didn't grab those Ritzes. And then that's it. That, and then you just like, and then <laughs> it's like an episode of The Office where it's just like me close up. Like, oh, I guess I didn't, I guess I didn't get those. And then it just fucking it zooms to the dudes laughing their asses off behind me. It just like, the, why are you laughing so hard? It's like, my reaction was nothing. Like, and I feel most people would react that way. That, like, okay, look, but the alternative would also be very funny because could you imagine walking through the grocery store with your cart of things and you watch a teen run up and steal the Ritz out of your cart? Like, you would just be like, like why? Fucking doing. And then, what are you, you know, doing? You know what would happen? Is I this just, what you do I just reach fun? my hand to the fucking right and grab another Ritz bag. And then that's it. That's it. That's the fucking, that's all it is. Like, it, 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 but here's all the you're thing. doing I is told... convincing me that this is harmless and something that we should advocate for our audience to do. But see, no, here's the thing, though. This is dumb and stupid enough that I feel like YouTube personalities would do it. Like vlogging, <laughs> like toxic vlogging personalities would do it because What's you know up, how they would everybody? do it. It's you know? me, your boy. I'm super marky sweeping this place, but only through other people's carts. Let's go, gamers. And you know what they would do? <laughs> and you know what they would do to, like, make it, like, better? It'd be like, they'd be like, hey, they would show up. After stealing this person's shit, they would, like, show up to them at the cash registers, like, 
they'd be like they they do this like whole fake thing of like hey i'm not actually gonna grab these things that you wanted even though i put them in my cart do you want them and then they try and get themselves brownie points to feel better about themselves be like yeah you know i stole that thing but you know i did the right thing at the end you know look at me I, you should totally subscribe to this, this channel. dumb bitch Buy- is snacker snack pack so now i'm gonna pay for her whole Shopping yeah, and, th- and then he said. Then after that, he's like, "Yeah, no, buy my merch that just says be a good person on it, man." And you know how much that shirt is? It's forty dollars. Some Nothing's of it goes more to rebellious charity. than being a good person. <laughs> buy my shirts, little kids. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a, a very big attack on Logan Paul. I think that guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we just described a lot of his videos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Logan or I don't think Logan Paul would pay for somebody's groceries afterwards. No, he said he would, but we, he never released the footage of it. So we just like <laughs> he would be like, "Yeah, you know, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna return their thing, and then I'm gonna pay for their food." But you never, he never includes footage for some reason of like him busting out his credit card and paying for the thing. It's just we're led to assume that he did. Just, God, right, Blake, <laughs> we gotta pick a nug. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what do you feel is our nug, brother? What's on What's on your mind? Because I'm like, I like the fishing game. I think that'd be fun. Because I don't think we've made a dating game trailer yet, which would be kind of fun. Oh, um, we haven't. We also haven't done a fishing game yet. We haven't done a fishing game. <laughs> You're right. We haven't done a fishing game. I think that should be our nug then. Just for just like. And again, I do believe that we haven't touched a fishing game because like. I don't think either one of us touches fishing games when we play video games, right? Like, I know, like, I every time I play, like, a JRPG that has fishing in it, I avoid it like the fucking plague, right? See, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 15, I did everything for every single one of those boys except Noctis because he wanted to go fishing. <laughs> Nier Automata? Nier Automata had fishing because fishing uh, JRPG need fishing. And I avoided that like the plague. <laughs> Yakuza? Yakuza had a, I think it was Yakuza 2? Had a whole mini game about fishing. Avoided that like it was. See, that's right. The plague. I think there is a big audience for it though, and it just I there's a give, huge audience. Oh, it's I'll, just not me. I, I want to give actually a little wholesome story about fishing games. By the way, so uh, with this whole like quarantine shit going on, and uh, it's just like it's hard to get outside and stuff like that. So something me and my family did is that we all bought ourselves like VR headsets so we can all hang out and chill and stuff like that. So my two parents, I, I walked out, it was like some something like seven o'clock at night, and I walk out and there's just the two of them sitting in the same lake in VR just fishing together. And it was like kind of the, one of the most adorable things. It was just like, it was really quiet. They were just like really relaxed and they were both fishing. And I just thought, <laughs> I, I, I feel you know, like- There's a Black Mirror episode about that. Really? About just playing VR <laughs> no, games? No, not really. <laughs> no, I, not really. I mean, that that show is unpredictable, bro. So I would have... I think I'm going to start using that. I think anytime I hear somebody <laughs> give me like a cute story that involves technology being used in like a fun you'll way... Shit, you'll shit, shit on it and, and be a bad yeah, person. Yeah, I'm going to shit on it with the <laughs> sentence, you know there's a Black Mirror episode <laughs> like that. See, I like that's fucked up because I actually felt like some revulsion because it's like, oh, Black Mirror is commentary on like how we abuse technology. <laughs> so it made... It, took me from this like moment of like wow they're using technology to have a uh, to enrich their life and do something really beautiful i'm like oh fuck is this bad is this bad and i didn't realize it am i not looking at it right (laughs) no no i just you know i like black mirror but i think a lot of it's like really alarmist (laughs) oh yeah oh dude yeah of course um so all right we got our we have we have our fishing game so just to confirm well let's go over it real quick 
So you basically have to go to different areas to collect things to bring back to people you want to date. But while going to those areas, you meet new people that might take your interest and you want to date more. Every day, you have a limited amount of time um, to spend with certain people. So certain things are on time time frames of like, hey, if you want to date this person, you need to make sure you get them X thing by the third day or something like that. Um, So what is, and it's all done through motion control on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, all all the fishing is like, it's a complex fishing RPG done through motion control on the Switch. There's going to be like a little store that you have to go to to buy bait and buy Mm -hmm. new lines or upgrade your fishing rod, things like that. Okay. I say upgrade when really I should say switch because I don't know anything about fishing, but maybe you need different like fishing rods for different kinds of fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never fished before. So could you do a thing? <laughs> okay, wait a second. I have a little add-on to this. This is a And game... again, this is important. We have HD, HD Rumble. This is a game of... So I'm trying to figure out how you can do a thing of like, what do the dates look like? And two things stand out to me is that the Nintendo Labo thing has to be done with two people. So, like, maybe it's, like, an actual, like, ghost situation where one person's sitting behind the other, and they're both, like, both of their hands are on the Labo thing. So this is, like, a ga- a couple's game, maybe? Or is there something we can do in-game where the two the person you're on a date with, say you're on a date with uh, Swamp, Swamp, uh, Swamp Man, and... Is there like something where you guys are competing to go for the same fish, or is there like a romantic thing where you guys are like sitting next to each other and uh, I solving a puzzle Some sort together? Of game, gameplay change that signifies a date versus yeah. like just the general grind of the fishing game. Yeah, because like Honey Pop, it's like a memory game when you're just casually talking to people, but then on a date, it becomes that like bejeweled style puzzler. So I'm trying to figure out like. So we have the fishing game, and it's just a fishing game, and it uses Nintendo Labo. Um, but how? What can we use? Could could we use the fishing pole in a new way? Um, like, oh, you know what? Be <gasps> AJ. I know is, what it is. What, nope, oh, I know what it is. Everybody, oh, stop. Hold the I, I phone. Think, I know. I, think, I, th- I know I, exactly what this is. I, I think you and I are on the same page here. I think you and I are on the same Blake, page. Blake, why? Ahead. Why we know we are on the internet. We are. We are men. We are affected by some toxic masculinity, and so in some ways we understand men and what men do. Blake mm-hmm. Rayo, why do men put fish photos on their Tinder profiles? I actually have no fucking idea. And anybody to prove any- that they to prove that they can in fact provide it's i assume oh so i i do if i if i meet any dude that has a uh, holding a fish on their facebook profile uh i don't talk to that <laughs> no, i kidding. usually don't talk to people like that generally there is a fine like full transparency no shame if this is what you do but there is a venn diagram of people that i find myself talking to and a venn diagram of people that put like fish photos as their profile photos uh, and for uh, me uh. aj hart those are two different circles now that's mm-hmm. nothing that's like that's not a conscious effort i think that's just who i am as a person you know <laughs> it, it okay. just like a lot of the hobbies don't match up particularly i'm vegetarian they obviously are not um mm-hmm. i hate sitting around doing nothing all day fishing <laughs> they obviously don't they obviously are fine with that. You know what I mean? Like there's just there's things about me as a human being that I think like and this is a this is me blasting me. I think mm-hmm. that fishermen probably cannot stand me, AJ Hart. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so what um, are you suggesting then? Are you taking pictures of yourself with these fish to increase no, your likability? Like, people are fishermen because it, it, it gives them the power of being able to provide. The, it, it shows how they can go out and make good and make do. We're bringing these fish back to our fish date partners because we want to prove to them, look, look what I can do. You ask for fish, I bring you fish. Simple, mm-hmm. but I can go further. The uh, dates are cooking mama style mini games. Oh, you cook the fish together. Oh, that's so good. I love that actually. Okay. 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 But, I'd you, like but if you do bad on the cooking mama mini game, you can't end up blowing the date. So don't. Yeah. Blow. No, I think dude, you're onto something there. Okay. Okay. I think that's fucking great actually. And you know what you can do? This is this is the thing I wanted to add on to this, but I I'd love your I'd love the mini game and I think we should keep do that. You know like how in any sort of romance game there's always a meter of like uh that shows like how much they love you or how close you guys are getting? You could Are you do... about to propose a hunger meter? Not a hunger meter, but like there's a little graphic that shows like each of you has the other on their hook and you just like you are both reeling each other in. So like, oh, that's I, cute. So it's like you're real. It's not like one person reeling in the other. It's just like they have their hook on you. You have your hook on them, and it's just like every time you get a little bit closer, it tugs a little bit, and like you just see both of them like get little hearts in their eyes or something. Um, and I think that just would be wicked adorable. So okay, so you do, and maybe, ah, uh, do you unlock like new recipes or like it does like this really cool after you do the after you depending on how well you cook during that meal unlocks like multiple endings of that date. Like it's awful. Uh, no, I, I, Oh yeah. Like a, like a good, bad and awful ending. So yes, yes. I, or good, bad and great. Endings. Yes. yes, 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 yes. And I think that the way that it works is like, you're given the instructions, like the very first time you do the date with somebody, you're given very hands-on, like slow instructions. But by mm. the time you're on like the final date with somebody, you're given the instructions rapid fire right at the very beginning. Uh, you have to memorize it and then do the whole meal off oh, of memory. I'm wondering if maybe <gasps> instead of like a cooking mama type thing, it's like a cooking simulator thing right we have our joy cons we have all of our joy con buttons and our yeah you have controls. to like flip pans and like stir the rice yeah you have and to flip things. pans grab things i'm wondering if this game maybe would work even better in vr than in switch you know, like but i love of... the idea of forcing somebody to use joy cons as though they were using full there's, vr controls in mario party there's a bunch of little cooking mini mini games so like you could definitely do this as like a nintendo Lava i want you thing. to have to like and, grab sorry, knives and like turn flyers yeah. on and things like that yeah i feel like you totally could like with the screen it just shows you where your hands are yeah you t- and you just point it at the screen yeah you could totally do it um okay all right, cool. So that so it becomes a cooking simulator, and I just one little cherry on top of this. So like the final date, like the date where you decide you're going to become like a unit. The, this is where the game ends. You have to co- you have to cook the first meal that you ever cooked for them at the beginning of <gasps> that thing. So it'll be like, yeah. hey, you cooked rainbow rainbow trout supreme or whatever. I don't know. If I, I I clearly don't cook. Uh, um, you have to remember how to cook that meal uh, all over again. And maybe that's just like it, it, that's like the final the final date. And depending on how good you do that, like dictates like, hey, is this like do you do you win the game or not? 
or something oh, like that. Oh, better better idea. Better than, like, uh, I think that they give you hints as to what they want you to cook, but no one ever actually says what they want on the final. Oh. You just have to use, like, your intuition of what kind of things they like. Like, your own oh, little this recipe person book. likes deep fried foods. Mm. I know, you know what? I'm going to make them a little bit of fish and chips. Ooh, some like tempura on the side, like some shrimp. Yeah, or something like that, dude. That's rad because it's like that really plays into that whole memory thing of like every date that you take up to the final one gives you clues towards the final meal, and like the final meal takes elements from every single area in the game. So you got to get a little bit of alligator from you know the swamp. You got to get a little bit of rainbow trout. You got to yes, get a little yes, bit of yes. shrimp. You got to get you know whatever, and then important, that's like the big imp- meal. Important thing for this game. There is no in-game note system, right? Like, uh, I know that that's been something that's, like, happened in dating games more recently to help streamline the process, right? That, like, there will be, like, an in-game profile so you can see all of the notes. You mm-hmm. have to have your own third, like, on-the-side second screen or your own pen and paper notes on all of the characters. <laughs> I like that. Oh, dude, that's adorable. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. We got we to gotta figure out, AJ. What's the name of this game? And then we got to go to patch notes because we are we're a little bit past the mark. <laughs> yeah. Um. I want to f- see if there's anything that we could do with like reeling in. Ooh. Uh, like reeling in. Hey, oh AJ, a real romance. A real <laughs> romance. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that feels like a subheading, you know what I mean? Like that feels like the sub um, the colon a real oh, romance. Yeah, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh let me just name out some fishes. Uh Goldie, Calypso, Nibbles, Nessie, Sushi, uh, uh Captain, Finley, Moby, Bubba, uh uh <laughs> Um let me let me let me read out some romance game names. I'm going to look up some fishing terms. Okay. <laughs> this is what happens when neither of us knows anything about fishing. Yeah, I don't know jack all about oh, fishing. Oh, a- AJ, just call it fucking Hooked, a real romance. <laughs> there it is. Hooked, a real romance. <laughs> it's fucking super dumb. All right. Expect but like the, the the artwork, the artwork says hooked, and then the icon for it is like a big heart shape, but it's two like fish hooks oh, that are making the heart shape. Oh, that's so good, actually. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, expect a trailer for that next week. Are we ready for patch notes, brother? I'm ready for patch notes. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Patch Notes. Today for Patch Notes, Blake has a special request for you. Blake has bugged me about it every single day for the last, like, three weeks. He's been like, AJ, I want to ask for this this week. I'm like, "Mm, are you sure, bud? He's like, yeah, I really really want to ask for it, but I'm nervous about asking for it. Um, I've never asked for this before, and so I just hope that he's brave enough to ask to actually do it on Patch Notes this time. So, Blake, you want to? Go on, hey, bud. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Patch Notes. I, you know, I'm a little nervous. I already right said now. that. I already said that. I already did that part. Hey, okay, AJ. AJ, don't put me on the spot and then and then chew me out for being nervous. I'm trying. I'm. Oh, ta- you- I'm asking. <laughs> I'm asking something very important right now, and I'm. I'm. I'm gonna trip up on my words. I'm gonna be a little bit shy about it. I just wanted to ask you, um, if you know, if you're cool with it and all, can you like maybe I don't know, 
uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Maybe, maybe like leave us a little star. Doesn't have to be five. You know, if you think we're like a three or a four, it should or... be five. No, it should be five. AJ, AJ, I don't want to pressure them. This is a big ask right now. <laughs> I, this is a big ask. If you feel like giving us a review on iTunes and talking about some of the shitty games we've made, um, or you know, telling us how cool we are, maybe that one's a cool one. We've uh, we've been called not cool things on our iTunes as well, which hurt. Uh, which makes makes me a little shy now. Uh, but if you feel like leaving us a review, please do. It would mean a lot to us. <laughs> yeah, no, those reviews really do help us out a long way when growing, especially when we're this small still. Those I little those reviews can really bump us up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As always, of course, while we close the show, I want to say our intro and outro music is "Cheap Shop" by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent game from an excellent band. Which, by the way, that video game is available now again. It is Scott Pilgrim vs. Oh the my. World, the video game. Yes! Fuck! It I gotta wait finally five... back. <laughs> I gotta wait five months for my physical, but everybody playing digital, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> As always, I've been your host, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games. That should not be me. <laughs>